Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 90 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Uh, how are we doing, everybody? <laughs> We're just a couple of best friends, passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, then we got the show for you. Ball so hard, motherfuckers got Blowing out the headphones. <laughs> how are you doing, everybody? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this, uh, this week we went and saw... Oh, did you finish Loki? No. Didn't figure. So this, this past week we went and saw uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, The Hunger Games Story, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think its official title is The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. But I don't think the book is titled that way. I think that was definitely them being like, we got to tell people this is The Hunger this Games Hunger movie. Games. You know, we draw people in. Uh, but yeah, so we went and saw that. We're going to talk about it. I ate so much food when I got there. Like doing the burps that are definitely trying to stifle vomit. Where you're like, oh, I'm bursting at the seams. Oh. Your mouth just starts salivating. You're like, oh no. Yeah, it's over. This I got to settle out. This, I got is it. this is it. <laughs> you just gotta Call your dad. Your <laughs> dad's in. Tag him in. I'm out. Jim, you're in. And he's just. He's waiting in the wings. <laughs> Finally. Yes. My time is nigh. <laughs> no, but yeah, so we saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, we did. And uh, we're going to talk about it. We did. <laughs> when we are. For about somewhere in the 30 to 40 minute range, generally. That's how long we talk about movies. Mm-hmm. We're going to burn it real quick. Burn it. Uh, we do have some news, though. Um, we got a few trailers. Uh, we got a trailer for Madam Web. Yep. We got a trailer for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yep. We got a trailer for Aquaman uh, and the Lost Kingdom. Yep. Yes, we did. We got it some trailer. We got some casting news oh. uh, for a few different projects. Okay. Uh, and then I just threw a couple in here that I was like, oh, that's worth something talking about that I'm, I'm interested in. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to jump into it, baby. Let's talk. Let's gab. Let's just jabber our jaws, man. So, where do you want to start? You want trailers? You yeah. want casting news? On the top, make it drop. That's some trailers on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry for the trailers. All right. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Looks pretty good. Yeah, I got his official trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one young, uh, what's his name? Young here? pup. Yeah, young. <laughs> one, one young pup think of the kid's name here because this is like his second role ever walker scobell he's the young man that played young ryan reynolds in uh uh the uh-huh. uh netflix movie yep adam yeah, project Adam Project. that's the one which we talked about mm-hmm. which is yeah it was like our third movie. episode i think second or third episode third third first one was batman second one oh. uncharted uncharted third one was, third adam, was project. adam project yeah I think the fourth one was Morbius. <laughs> Tough. Ooh. Pass. Our finest hour. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Gasher Pass. Morbius? <laughs> Pass. That movie really stunk. Yeah. Like that good. movie was just bad. Now I did I didn't put this in the news because it felt um, bullyish, but I do want to bring it up now. <laughs> uh since we're talking about Morbius. The Marvels had the largest second week drop off in the box office. Of any superhero film, including Morbius, including The Flash. Wow. Which is really surprising. Um, but I think it's it's a 
weird combo of like for some reason the news jumped on the Marvel's not doing well at the box office. Yeah. And so then the only publicity that I got was nobody's seeing that movie. And so then everybody was like, oh, well, I'm not going to go see that movie. Yeah, never mind, I guess. It had a nearly 80% drop. Damn. Between weekends. That's a shame. It was a yeah. good movie. When, like, you know, a, a decent range to find yourself in is in the, like, low 60s. Mm-hmm. You have, like, a 60% drop off. That's not bad. That's, that's a pretty decent second weekend. But, uh, yeah, for the second weekend to be nearly 80% drop off. Wah. It's not going to make its money back. Nah. Way to go, Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for being a woman. For being a woman. How dare you? Anyways, you know. Yeah, so that's a shame. But uh, not that. That's what I'm after. Here we go. Uh, yeah, uh, Walker Scobell is playing young Percy Jackson. Um, he's teaming up with Annabeth Chase and Grover Underwood, who are played by both uh, Leia Savage Jeffries and Arian Simdari. Uh, and let's see here. The, obviously, the trio is beginning their journey to prove Percy's innocence and restore balance to the gods and, by extension, the world itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I think I, I enjoy the fact that a bit younger. Are, yeah, they are children, mm-hmm. which is, you know. The book. They are, yeah, they are supposed to be kids. Because you figure the Percy Jackson movies, they were like, let's make them late teens. Yeah, like 16, 17. Yeah, and then you figure the second, they're like young adults. Yeah. Yeah, and the second one, they're like 20s. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> early that's 20s. Not, these, they are kids. Uh, and so I think it's pretty dope that they got actual children to play children. Um, who'd have thunk, yeah. you know? Who would have? And I think it's going the way that and I think most book adaptations should probably look at doing, which is a series, especially when it's a book series. It's yeah. like, okay, that way you don't have to rush. Mm-mm. You know, you don't have to go, all right, what do we cut out? Right, you can say, let's put it all in there. Yeah, you can just tell the whole story. Um, and I like that it's a Disney Plus miniseries, or I don't know if it's going to be a miniseries or a multi-season project, sure. but I figure Disney Plus has done it before where, like, Loki was only six episodes, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't, you know, it doesn't have to be 13, and you've put filler in there. So if they're doing book one, it might only be six episodes yeah. or four episodes or nine episodes, whatever well, How many was be. The Last of Us? Eight? Uh, nine. Nine? Yeah. Yeah, it was going to be 10, and then they combined the first two episodes into the I don't think premiere. there's that many fillers in there either. Mm-mm. No. No, they trimmed the fat, and went, there we go. Here's yeah. here's a nine-part series, uh, which uh, I don't know how. Which I think I want to watch again here soon. Yeah. I don't know how credible it is, but, um, oh, I just completely lost the young lady's name, who was the lead in uh, uh, No One Will Save You, or No One's Going to Save No One's Coming to Save You, or whatever the fuck that alien movie was called. Oh, uh, <laughs> the hell's her name? Some of me had cellular devices. What's that even? What's even that movie called? No one will save you. Yeah, like you want to say, no one will hear you scream. Yeah, what? I'm like, no, that's the tagline for the aliens. <laughs> Which <laughs> you could, no, that's just my tagline. That's just my tagline. No one will hear you scream. You're like, pardon? Huh? <laughs> what the hell is this young lady's name? Let's see here. Caitlin Deaver uh, is in talks, it sounds like. Like I said, th- I don't know how credible this one is, but apparently she's in talks to play Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Okay, okay. I was like, she's got to put some mass on, but when they were showing some side-by-sides, her face, she looks actually quite a bit like Abby. Okay. I'm, like, I'm here for it. I'll let her. And she's about the same age, or, you know, the right age, I think, to, you know, um, <coughs> be, a, be a counterpart to, mm-hmm. um, oh, what's their name who plays Ellie? We did this like last weekend. 
Sarah. No. no. Um, Last name is Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> their name is Reese Darby. No. <laughs> what the fuck is their name? Um, God damn! Why can't we not think of anybody's name today? Denzel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Just Denzel Washington playing Ellie. <laughs> uh, oh shit. I'm the last of us. I'm the in my job. <laughs> Bella Ramsey, yes. Oh, I thought you meant the voice actor. No. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I could have told you Bella Ramsey. Well, you didn't, did you? Nope. nope. But you didn't, did, did you? So anyhow, uh, yeah, just uh, check out the trailer for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's all right. It looks pretty decent. <laughs> what doesn't look decent is either of the other two trailers, honestly. <laughs> oh, God, he's getting sick. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom got a second trailer. Uh, was le- a lot, potentially less exciting. Like, the, you didn't see a whole lot of new footage. We saw his baby make mind waves. I think we did see new footage, but it just kind of washed over us. A sock in your pocket? It's on my foot. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Just shocked me it was there. <laughs> You're like, Jesus, who put that there? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, don't watch that trailer. You don't have to. You really don't. They did. They were bold enough to put, like, it worked, but they put, like, a sneaky little... QR code in there for like maybe five seconds, ten seconds. You're not even. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh, let's pack that up. Let's scan it. And I scanned it and it just takes you to the fucking Amazon like merch page. And I went, I'm good. Pass. I'm so fine with that. Like, no, thank you. Right at the top, it's like, get tickets. I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to, but not yet. Which, like, it feels like it's a mile away or, you know, miles away, but it comes out like this time next month. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I. How much you think? How much is he getting paid to play Aquaman? I don't know, man. I don't like it. Like it doesn't look good. We have to, see but it we're gonna too. go see it. Yeah, but we went and saw. We went and saw. Uh, what's his nuts? Not Shazam. We didn't see Shazam. Nobody saw Shazam. Black Adam. Black Adam's the one, and the Flash. Whew. Flash was not good. No. Black Adam was fine. It was alright. Um. I think this will be not good. Not great. <laughs> yeah. I ho- I'm hoping it's a Black Adam where like we go in thinking it's going to be awful and then we come out going, that was actually fine. Blue Beetle was good. Yeah. The first Aquaman was pretty fine. Amber Turd's going to be in it though. Yeah, but barely, I'm sure. You think she got cut out massively? Yes. Do you think they doctor pay because of it? Uh, I don't know. Probably not just to fight yeah, to avoid any litigation since plus they're like she's hard up for the cash pool. Yeah. <laughs> she hurting. Yeah. She shit on the bed. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> uh, who uh, does that? I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> Liars. <laughs> yeah. People who are too proud to admit it. <laughs> uh we got the first trailer for Madam Webb. Yep. Um, not the Madam Web I recall. The Madam Web that I know is an old lady with white hair and is wearing like a weird uh, like dress thing mm-hmm. where it looks like she just has like Casper bottom half, you okay. know, with like that just comes to a little swirly point. Yeah. Uh, and she's just basically like white old lady Morpheus just with little glasses and is like, Spider-Man, I can fucking see the other Spider-Man. 
and he's like, oh, shit. Oh. But granted, I also have only interacted with Madam Web in the 90s cartoon. Yeah. So, who knows? True. As maybe this is what Madam Web has turned into in more recent comics. Uh, but the thing that did excite me, we got a lot of different Spider-Women. We did. It uh, looked real cool. Yeah. And the enemy is someone that I'm not familiar with, but he's a spider-like person as well. His name is the character, not the actor. Oh, yeah, I forgot about El Muerto. Do you remember that with uh, Bad Bunny? And when he got cast as El Muerto, and he, mm-hmm. which is like a one-comic villain. And then he was like, I'm so fucking excited to be in the MCU. And then everybody had to be like, I hate to tell you, bub. It's a little confusing, <laughs> but it is not the MCU. Uh-uh. You are in, like, the Spider-Man... Sony Spider-Verse movies, yeah. whatever you want to call that. But not the good Spider-Verse movies with animation. No. But in like the Venom's the best thing they've done, and it was fine. Yeah. Venom 2 was kind of mid to Very. bad. So you're in that one. And he's like, oh. And I don't think he's doing it anymore. I'm pretty sure either the film got canned or he went, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out then. Pass. Uh, can't find this guy's name, and there's just no way I could look it up. Ezekiel Sims, right there, right in front of my mm-hmm. face. I found it. I there it I, is. I knew I could. Uh, we've got Sydney Sweeney playing Julia Carpenter, Spider-Woman. Uh, we've got Celeste O'Connor, Isabella Merced, Tahar Rahim, Mike Epps, Emma Roberts, Adam Scott. Uh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott was her partner in the ambulance. Oh, yeah. And he's playing Ben Parker. Ben. Ben. He's going to die. Probably. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his lot in can, life. Yeah, can an event. Ben Parker's purpose is to die. Is to die. To motivate his nephew. That'd suck. Yeah. But, I mean, think of all the good that he does by dying. If he doesn't die, there's no Spider-Man. I guess. Call me selfish. You're selfish. Um, Madam Web. Real name Cassandra Webb with two B's is a mutant Mutant. with clairvoyant powers who's been associated with various spider women in the comics. So, yeah, maybe this is closer to the comics. Like I said, I my only interaction with Madam Webb has been that 90s cartoon. Uh, But the trailer looked like uh, it belonged about 10 years ago. Yeah, I am excited to see the different spider women. Like, it's pretty cool to see, like, um, you know non, I don't want to say non-mainstream, but like my mom probably doesn't even know that Spider-Woman is a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then to see them be like, you were going to fucking build a movie around Spider-Woman and people will probably come see it because it's Spider-Man yeah. or adjacent. And I really wonder if they are going to fucking just do it and somehow tie the live action stuff that they're doing into, into the Spider-Verse because Spider-Verse has been their most successful Spider-Man stuff right. outside of the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them maybe do it, but I also don't want it to tarnish the animated stuff either. Right. You know what I mean? I think it'd be interesting to see them take that swing. But just be careful. Yeah. You better hit. Yeah, like don't, because those are good movies. Yeah. Like both of them are solid as hell. And uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse is back to recording their lines and stuff since mm-hmm. the strike's over. So we'll see that at some point in the next couple of years. Good. And that's exciting. But yeah, if they go, guess who's in this movie? Fucking Dakota. What's her goddamn name? Dakota Johnson. I almost said Dakota Fanning. I'm like, no, not that one. 
Dakota F- Johnson, who uh, came to fame uh, by being in uh, a smut-turned movie. That's right, she did. Fifty Shades of Grey. When we were watching that when it first came out, I was... When did that come out? I don't know, man. 20... 2011, 2012. Yeah, I was like 10. Uh, yeah, in that area. Yeah, I was like 10, 11. Yeah. You get all chubbed up. I was beating the <laughs> shit out of I my money. I was beating that dick like it owed me money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shaking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's the money, shithead? What do you do if your dick turns purple? <laughs> Loosen your grip. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, Pedro Pascal is just everywhere, my man. Yeah. He is probably playing Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. Have you seen the memes of like him as all four of them? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Boss Logic, who does all the um, concept art and stuff. Mm-hmm. He just made a concept art poster of the Fantastic Four, but all of them were just Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. And Dr. Doom was in the background, and it was also Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Uh, they're like you know it was like you know confirmed by deadline you know full fantastic forecast list and then he just posted the that picture and it's just pedro Uh, i don't know man it it definitely feels like they went all right we got a lot of money let's get this pedro guy everybody likes him he's everywhere let's put him in here i just he doesn't seem like reed richards no like he's just not he's a good actor yeah but i want to be wrong Right. Yeah, exactly right. I, I'm willing to have him prove me wrong. But he just doesn't. I don't think he looks like him. I mean, you just put some fucking gray on his sides and shave his mustache. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm willing to let him prove me wrong. Yeah. I've never seen him play like I'm so smart that I'm better than you. Yeah. You know, like smug almost. Yeah. Um, you know, because you figure he played a a hard-ass mean guy in The Last of Us to an extent. Um, but they did soften Joel much faster in the show than they do in the game because you got less time. Yeah, and they um, also made him not... Well, I mean, he wasn't a very smart man, but... Right, yeah, I mean, he was tactically pretty intelligent because that's how he survived. But not book smart. Yeah. Um, and so this guy, yeah, Reed Richards needs to be like, I'm so far above you. Yeah. Um, you are beneath me. Yeah. Because, like, especially in the more recent comics... Reed Richards is like a, a real motherfucker. He's not a chill guy. Mm-mm. He's pretty pretty mean because, again, he's the smartest guy the smartest guy alive. Yeah, I'm so smart that I don't have time for you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, I'm your wife, actually. He's like, well, you know, you can't even fathom the shit that I'm weighing. There's a reason he's on the Illuminati, you know? And I don't even mean in the MCU. In the comics, he's an Illuminati member. And it's like, yeah, he's it's like him, Black Panther... Doctor Strange, uh, Iron Man, and the Silver Surfer, maybe? No, that's not right. No, um, Black Bolt uh, mm. from the Inhumans. Yep. Which he was actually on the... <laughs> he's the one that she blew his <laughs> fucking brains out, yeah. Because old smartest man alive, Reed Richards, was like, hey, witch, you can change reality. That guy, he if can... he talks, you're dead. <laughs> what mouth? What mouth? Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, good call there, Reed, you fuck. But who knows, man. Either way, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless. Right. And, yeah, like we said, I'm willing to let him prove me wrong. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> so, Stephen Young, we knew he was going to be in um, uh-huh, the, oh, my God, what's the fucking one that they're working on right now? The Thunderbolts. 
uh, we knew he was cast in that, but we knew his role was like a secret, you know? Mm-hmm. We're like, who's he playing? Everybody's like, oh, it's gonna be. I won't tell. Well, Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead and Invincible, just was like, my good friend, <laughs> Stephen, this is a quote, my good friend, Stephen Yun, will be playing the Sentry in a movie. And everybody was like, oh, so he's playing the Sentry in the Thunderbolts. <laughs> and I'm sure that that's like, Getting, he might be getting Stephen Young in trouble. Oh, you know what I mean? Because like Disney probably was like, "Hey, this is like under rag. You can't." Marvel's probably telling me you got to keep this shit close to yeah. the chest. And then he's like, "Hey, guess what? Robert Kirkman, comic aficionado, and you know, writer and friend, I'm playing the Sentry." And he's like, "Can I tell everybody?" <laughs> and he's like, no. no, you can't tell a soul. And he's like, "I'll go and do an official interview." Well, what a wonderful day! <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Let me just go spout my shit uh, <laughs> and just tell everybody that you're playing the Sentry." And like when I saw like uh, official, I was like, oh, I knew that he was in the movie. I wonder why they. And then I read that it was like, oh, no, it wasn't an official announcement. Just someone completely unrelated to the project was like, he's the fucking Just sentry. Doxed him. Yeah. And he's like, shit. I'm getting fired and I haven't even fucking shot my parts yet. <laughs> shit. So uh, the sentry's kind of a weird guy uh, to like introduce, but I'm kind of excited. I want Marvel to get weirder. Mm hmm. Get nasty with it. Just get stanky, because he is basically like the shot out like nobody okay. who like wakes up one day and is like he's middle aged and overweight and he's like, I'm pretty sure I used to be a superhero of the century, uh, and then he just remembers that uh, he's got an arch enemy, the Void, who's coming back, and he's like, oh shit, I've got to do something about this guy, and uh, kind of starts to gain back his memory of having been the century, mm-hmm. and like. Calls on the Avengers to help him fight the Void and shit like that. And then you come to find out that the Void and the Sentry are like two halves of one person. Okay. And to stop them from becoming one and like destroying everything, he basically did like a Spider-Man No Way Home and wiped any memory of the Sentry, including his own though, Mm -hmm. so that he doesn't remember that he's the Sentry. Right. And so it's like, oh, okay, that's that's why he couldn't remember this hero and why there's no record of him or anything like that. And it's kind of a fun comic booky way to just go this hero used to exist but you don't know that he existed because nobody knows that he existed right and you can kind of get it away with establishing with a hero that used to exist i don't know how much of that they would use since it's a pretty packed movie already with the thunderbolts but i do think it's interesting to go yeah let's throw some people in there with yeah. some strange backstory uh but uh, i doubt that is how they wanted him to be uh officially before. revealed <laughs> it was uh, it would be even better if the reveal was like, you weren't going to find out until you saw the movie that he was the century. <laughs> and then Robert Kirkman just spoiled that shit hard. And Disney's like, we're going to have to kill that guy. Yeah, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get the assassins on Kirkman. Not Kirkman. Not. You son of a bitch. Uh, Le- Superman legacy, which is going forward still. Uh, it actually, it's dating and all that wasn't affected by the strikes. Uh, Cause they had it scheduled far enough out that they were able to do a bunch of like pre-work. Good. Uh, so it, it didn't have to move, but it, uh, it, it has found its Lex Luthor with Nicholas Holt. Oh, who is that? He played Beast in the Days of Future Past movies, and he was in the um, Renfield movie with uh, old Nicky Cage playing Dracula. 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 Chonkula. <laughs> Count Chocolate. <laughs> um, uh, so, I didn't really put it in the news, but I'll bring it up. We got an image from uh, Robert Eggers' Nosferatu movie with uh-huh. old... Uh, Creepy McGee, who plays it. Uh, Bill Skarsgård. Bingo, that's the guy. But it, the image wasn't him. I was really hoping it'd be a reveal of like, him in makeup. Sure. And it, wasn't. it was just a quick little teaser from like Empire Magazine. And it was um, 
uh, Lily Rose Depp with like Nosferatu's hand shadow uh, cast over her face, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, damn, I want to see, I want to see them like full on make him Nosferatu. Yeah, um, and they will because it's Robert Eggers. He did the Northman and all that, and yeah, the Lighthouse. Up. He's super into Let's Be Weird, um, which is fine by me. The this is just one of those things that I thought I'd throw in here. So the Sims devs are talking about the upcoming Sims 5, whenever mm-hmm. that comes out, and how they wanted to have multiplayer in it. But that everybody was kind of like, ooh, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Apparently a lot of their uh, conversations when they talk about multiplayer find their way back to Animal Crossing and the way that Animal Crossing did multiplayer of like, you can invite people to check your shit out mm-hmm. and maybe they can help out on your island with stuff in, you know, in Animal Crossing. Same thing, maybe is how they're looking at doing this is you're playing your own game of Sims, but you can go, hey, Chris, you want to come check out what I've made? Well, what if like you can buy your own like house? Mm-hmm. My, I don't know how they would do the cross server of like making someone be in construction and not the other. Right. Well, and so that's one of the things that they talked about was like, could people potentially build stuff like be together, or like you and I work on a house together mm-hmm. of like building this? Oh, I what about this? Or, you know, and I really like designing the actual layout of the house, and you prefer to decorate mm-hmm. or, or whatever. You know what I mean? And that there's different ways that you could play together like that. Um, they didn't really nail down and say, like, that's how we're going to do this. Right. But they just talked about that. That was one of the things that they liked, how it had multiplayer, but it wasn't like an in-your-face, big, open-world you know, MMO right. or anything like that. It was just kind of a, yeah. you can still be in control of what you're creating. And I just thought it was interesting that, like, okay, yeah, I keep forgetting that that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> and then they just come out of nowhere and say, hey, we are t- we're doing that. Uh, the one that I wanted to talk about, and we'll kind of get deeper into it, uh, I'm, I'm sure later. Lethal Company uh, is the latest hit on Steam, uh-huh. and it's reached 100,000 concurrent players. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about it, I think, more uh, in what you've been thinking mm-hmm. about. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, while I was asleep, uh, this is a player tracking the website SteamDB, which is like Steam's database, and it'll show you concurrence and things like that. It says, while I was asleep, Lethal Company passed 100,000 concurrent players. Unbelievable. Thank you for playing. Releasing updates for this game will be very fun. So it's that thing of like, they're making enough money off of this thing now that, okay, this is... Yeah, we can start putting more focus on this. Into and this, yeah. And it's obviously, it's it's struck a chord. Mm-hmm. Let's build Let's on it. Let's hone on that chord. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's one of the, we've talked about it before, that's one of the nice things about indie games on PC is that ability to constantly update something mm-hmm. that if people like it, you know, and you've got a, a steady audience, bingo, how can I keep going back to yeah. it? Figure I think about something like The Long Dark, which for the first time this year, after over 10 years, had people pay for expansion. Yeah. And the expansion, while it's releasing its big chapter updates, comes with free updates for the people that didn't buy the expansion pass. Mm-hmm. So you're still able to get free content out of it. And I think that's pretty intense. To we got to get that multiplayer to, back up and going. It's not. Really, you think? No, well, not anytime soon. Like, I've been checking the wiki or the uh, the Discord, yeah. and this expansion really kind of fucked him because it updates, you know, frequently. Mm-hmm. And it's whole new areas and things like that. And you've got the whole issue of some people have the expansion, some people don't. And yeah, and it's it's really kind of put up. So I don't know if they're going to be the ones to figure it out, or if someone else is going to have to. Yeah. Make a new multiplayer, or we can God always we can always uh, use Steam. I forget what the 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 like actual feature is called, but basically like the Wayback Machine, and we can downgrade 
our game uh, back to a previous version, yeah. that would work with the mod. And I'm cool with that. Yeah, so am I. We could always just make a, a mod ourselves. <laughs> yeah, with all of our knowledge. Mm. <laughs> Get it done in maybe two days. I couldn't even begin to think about like I, if you sat me down in front of a computer and went make a mod and i opened google and went how to make and you went no no no, no. just make a mod i'd be like i do not know my man like do i open a word document you know <laughs> i like the idea of you clicking on different applications and kind of looking at the person <laughs> to see if they're like kind of like yeah <laughs> and then they're just looking at you like are you fucking stupid and you're like no, I'm just, I didn't mean to click Word. Let me close that. <laughs> I didn't mean to click Word. <laughs> click on like Excel and, blah, and they're like, no, what are you? Fucker. Can you give me a hint? Like, what's it start with? You know? Yeah, that's where I'd be. So yeah, well, we're not making the multiplayer yeah. mod for <laughs> the long dark. That's for sure. So tough, but uh, no, I just like seeing success on small indie games that are genuinely enjoyable. Oh my more, are you ready to talk about motherfucking? Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. El Hungry Games. <laughs> the Hungry Games. The Hungry Games. Wasn't that a horrible parody, parody film? Nah, horrible. It was bad as fuck. It was fucking funny as fuck. No, it was not. No. No. Yeah. At the time it was. Well, yeah, at the time you were Because I was like nine. 13. Yeah. 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 And I think they must have also been when they made it. <laughs> Whoever wrote it was also nine. Yeah. So... I was a little surprised by these numbers. It's not doing very well, uh, money-wise, mm. as far as like it had a budget of a hundred million, mm-hmm. and uh, worldwide it did a hundred million this weekend. So it's like on paper that sounds like oh cool they made all their money back, but now because there's marketing, yeah. And so you always add like usually the grid rule of thumb is like you double that, and uh, so I don't think it's going to make its money back, mm-hmm. which is a, kind of a shame because. It was good. It was good, yeah. I, like, without getting too, like, I mean, you know. Right. I, and I'm a little surprised because both, I saw it twice this weekend with two, you know, yourself and then another group of people. And both times the theater was, you know, had full. a decent, yeah, had a decent amount of people in it. It was full. So I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, man, you know. Hmm. I figured it would, was doing a little bit better than that. And as far as a, a IP, I guess, or a property, The Hunger Games is a pretty strong yeah like it, it didn't really have a weak one you know what i mean it's not like a mm-hmm. marvel where it ran its course and it's starting to feel kind of stale and they really need to change this up or something yeah. you know hunger games and also it's been gone i feel like it just the right amount of time where yeah. like people still remember it fondly but are maybe missing it i'll see clips of it on tiktok and something like damn I watch that shit, movie those are good movies yeah exactly uh, i've always liked the dystopian style yeah and i think it's that weird thing of like i do wonder if it kicked off the thing that destroyed it. Where like, once once the Hunger Games worked, everybody and their mother was like, "We gotta get on, like, get on Amazon quick, find a young adult dystopian novel, let's make a fucking movie." And like, most of them weren't good. Yeah, Maze Runners were good. Yep, Maze Runner. Uh, Divergent was pretty good until it wasn't. It crashed hard with the last movie. Yeah, it did. So much so that it didn't get a part two. That's true. It was supposed to be a part one and two finale, and they just didn't make a part two. Mm-mm. And then they were like, maybe we can make it a mini series to close it off, which is not good when usually you have the reverse where they're like, you know, six seasons in a movie. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to close it off with a big film. When a movie goes, you know, it would be really 
like a finale is if we shopped this around to different studios and put this out on like AMC. Yeah, that would suck. Tough. Yeah, and then that didn't even happen. So mm-hmm. they just didn't finish the movies, which is fucking hilarious to me. But uh, no, it, it, it's not doing as well as it probably could or should have been on paper, you know. Um, but review wise, there's a bit of a divide. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, for example, the critics gave it a 63%, which is low, but still considered fresh. Yeah. I think once it gets to f- like 60 or lower, it turns into a Rotten Tomato. Um, but the audience score gave it a 90%. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's a pretty big gap that's there. That's a huge gap. But as we've talked about uh, in the last couple of lately that seems to be the, the, the trend the is that the critics don't necessarily agree with the audience. Um, on IMDb, it's got a 72 uh, you know, Metacritic score gave it a 53, but that's based on critic scores. Um, 7.2 is based off of, like, user submissions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think overall it's getting, you know, decent reception from fans, but yeah. not very good from the critics. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, I don't think there was anything super offensive in it as far as, like, I don't mean offensive, like, culturally. I mean offensive in, like, a, I don't see anything in there that a critic would be like, well, oh, my God, come on. Right. You know what I mean? There was nothing super like cheesy, trashy or cheesy or, you know, schlocky or anything like that. It felt like a Hunger Games movie. I yeah. felt. Yeah. Um, it did make me want to read the book, yeah. uh, especially because I've also like TikTok's doing its thing. Um, I've been getting a lot of clips of it, uh, not of the movie, but of like people talking about their favorite parts mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, apparently the book maybe really changes your perception of snow where like some people were there like one of the tiktoks was like a young lady being like i could save him you know talking about snow oh, and then it was like versus snow's dialogue in the book and she's just like got the horrified <laughs> look so apparently because you, know, you get his inner monologue which mm-hmm. you don't get in the movie right which is always one of those weird things with um i thought about that with the first hunger games movie was like Katniss is alone for a big chunk of the hunger games like the actual games themselves and the book is told through her her thoughts. her thoughts, her inner monologue, and you don't get that. Um, and so, you know, and, you know, in retrospect, The Hunger Games is the shortest portion of that movie. It has been a minute since I've seen The Hunger Games, too. Mm-hmm. I want to read them and, and you know, because also the young adult novels, I can burn through them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it makes me want to read them and then read Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and then I'm with you. I would like to watch the movies again. But uh, let's I mean, we've kind of spoiled how we thought about it, I think. Yeah, let's just dive right in. Well, well, well let's give our, our plot thoughts oh. real quick. Oh, actually, you almost thought you got away with it. What's the fucking synopsis on this movie, my man? What's this movie about? And you got to like give us a synopsis. Don't just start telling us about the movie. Get What's the movie about, my man? So, there's this dude mm-hmm. named Snow. Uh-huh. What's his first name? Ebenezer. Conalingus. No. Conalingus. No, Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Bingo. So Corey. Yep. <coughs> Did what is what was his? They, everybody called him Corio. Corio. That, that was his. Short, yeah. yeah. His nickname. So Corio is uh, in the capital in the yep. the universe of the Hunger Games, and yeah. he's trying to win the prize money for yep. uh, his education for or from 
college, right? Uh, for college. For yeah. college. Yeah, he's basically graduating academy, going to go to university. Yeah. And he's got, like, the highest grades, and he's trying to win the prize money. Perfect but it turns out things like that, yeah. That there's one last test, and that's to be yeah. a mentor for the, the Hunger, Games. Hunger Games. Yep. And so, potentially, he has to make sure that his tribute wins to get that prize money. So then, you know, shit happens now. Yep. Um, what are your spoiler-free plot thoughts? I thought the plot was good. Mm. It was a bit long. I felt... It was like a two-hour, 45-minute movie. Yeah, I felt... I caught myself a couple times taking a look at my watch, and I was like, all right. Yep. Yep. All right, man. <laughs> Let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah. Um, it felt... We had briefly talked about this before. Yeah. It felt like... The the games had happened, and then it's like, okay, there's that feels more. Like a na- yeah, that feels like a natural conclusion. Yeah. But there is a part, you know, like, they kind of split it up into chapters, which I kind of yeah. was interested in. You know, the idea of splitting it up into, here's the this part of his story, here's this part of his story, here's this part of his story. But yeah, the, ch- the whole second chapter is basically the Hunger Games. Yeah. And then there's a, a third act, and it's like a strange, oh, the games are over. But, but it's like an epilogue? Yeah, almost. Of sorts? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, no, I thought the, the plot was good. It was a bit long, but there are no plot holes. I feel like everything, some certain stuff felt rushed. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things that you and I had talked about was, I could see this having maybe been helped by a two-part situation. Yes. But there's no way it would have been made in two parts. I feel like two parts would be too much time, but one part is not not enough. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we were talking about that was, okay, so where do you split it? And it's like, I don't know, because yeah. the midpoint of the story, the way they told it, is in the middle of the games. And so right. that doesn't make any sense. And, like, is there enough stuff before the games? But then is the, you know what I mean? It would a part two, it would a Hunger Games movie where they never go into the Hunger Games be yeah. interesting? I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one of, yeah, it's kind of a tough nut to crack of, you know, like you said, two parts is too much, one part's not, not enough. enough. Uh, especially for it to end up being a two and a half hour movie and it feeling rushed in sections is a you know kind of a shame. Yeah, a bit of a stretch. But what about you? I th- yeah, I mean we kind of echoed a lot of our same sentiments with each other, but um, I enjoyed a lot of the um, like the world. Yeah, there's some stuff like I kind of told you I like that this story. You know, every Hunger Games that we've seen so far has been told from the point of view of somebody in the Hunger Games. And so, you know, your perspective is this is what it's like to be in the Hunger Games. This, on the other hand, gives you the perspective of what it's like to be on the outside, in, like, the production yeah. of the Hunger Games, you know, because you're seeing his perspective as a as a mentor. And it's interesting because it is only the 10th annual Hunger Games. So they're still trying to figure out all the kinks and stuff. Yeah, and this is the first time that they've tried to make it sensationalized. Yeah. And so it is this strange thing of, like, they're oh wow this is different you yeah know? this is taking a turn yeah um and so that was kind of interesting and like to see people in like flat caps <laughs> fighting with swords in a, a blown out arena mm-hmm. it was kind of a really interesting visual um and it is that funny thing of like it's the far future for us but it's the past for right for the, them the context of the yeah of the hunger games um and so yeah it is a strange like weird amalgamation of like they've got drone tech and but it seems like worse than we would think yeah which makes me wonder what the apocalypse was that ended what we know today Mm -hmm. 
to create Pan Am, where like it maybe be the thing of like bombing someone back to the Stone Age. Yeah. You know, and now they've worked their way back to. There was some future tech from our society mm-hmm. left behind for them to build off of. Kind of but take then as an so much infrastructure was torn down that now they're building back in a weird like combination. So I do think it's an interesting world. Um, and we talked about how maybe that would be where you would split it into two movies is look further into the world. Yeah. You know? Dive a bit deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Especially with like um, the third act with Yeah. Corio. Yeah, Corio and um, oh god, what's her name? Lucy Gray. Mm-hmm. But what did you think about uh, characters and chemistry? Um, I actually really liked Rachel Ziegler as Lucy Graybeard. Graybeard? Graybeard. Baird uh, is her last name. Because she is from 12. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, she's part of a group called the Covey. Yeah. And um, you know, they kind of reminded me of like the Romanis. Uh, you know, where like they're wandering people who you know, play music and mm-hmm. maybe buy and sell things and um, trade. Yeah, trade. And like they ask her, so you're from 12. And she's like, if you say so, but not originally. I'm part mm-hmm. of the Covey. We kind of just float around. Yeah. And he's like, but you're from 12 now. And she's like, if you say so, yep. you know. Uh, but I did like that because if you look at a map, District 12 is squarely in the Appalachians. Um, she has kind of like that Appalachian twang. Yeah. And, like, the type of music that she plays is very, like, Appalachian bluegrass, yeah. you know. Um, and I like that, that it did also make it feel like maybe somehow that culture made it. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's like, okay, whatever happened, that, that type of stuff still made it yeah. through still whatever the apocalypse pushed, yeah, was. pushed on. Um, and uh, she did a good job, I think, of being, like, because there's this weird thing of, with it being the first time they've sensationalized the games, she's kind of, she stands out like a sore thumb because yeah. she, as a person, is just kind of boisterous. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, everybody else is like kind of grim and gray and she's wearing she's a wearing colorful dress. Colors, yeah. yeah. And she's singing, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, that's just ha- the only way she knows how to cope with shit to be is singing. Um, and so, yeah, it is an interesting thing, especially to compare to what the Hunger Games become. Mm-hmm. Of like, this is bizarre. And then, you know, we do find out some things where you're like, oh, so that's actually like a bit of a mind, mind fuck. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the opening. So let's spoil it. Okay. So let's rate the thing. Yep. How do we rate stuff, my man? It can always be overwhelmed, which means your expectations were thoroughly met or, or surpassed over yeah. the film. You can be underwhelmed, which means you thought wasn't as good as your you know, your expectations weren't quite met. Or you can always be right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. whelmed. You want a one, two, three? One, two, three. Simply whelmed. I think I had pretty low expectations going in. Mm-hmm. Um, where like it didn't look great to me. Yeah. And then I was like, actually found myself enjoying it. I thought it was kind of. Looking at it going in, I was like, I don't really know what to expect. And it was good, but, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't let him fool you, people. He was over there reacting pretty heavily to shit that was going on in this movie. It was a good movie, but like, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. No? No. No. I mean, if I'm rewatching the entire series, then sure, I'll go, yeah, I'll rewatch sure. it, but I'm not going to go, yo. Yeah. You know what I'm hankering for right now? 
Songbird. Yes. I'm gonna Alan watch style, Songbirds and Snakes. More than Hunger Games. Though. Catching Fire. Yeah, the best one. Yeah. By a country mile. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, actually. Uh, you know, a little bit of like looping back. Timeline wise, Mags, the old lady in Catching Fire. Yes. Who is like carried around by Finnick. Yeah. She is the victor of the 11th Hunger Games, which is the year right after this. Uh. Um, so that's how old that lady is. And that's the other thing is it puts into perspective how old all of these people are. Yeah, because that's what that it's one was. The 10th annual, and the first Hunger Games movie is, is the, the 74th. 74th. So you've got, you know, 64 years there. So Snow's 83. In, in those movies? Well, you know, he's in his 80s in those movies. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> God damn. And then uh, Caesar Flickerman, who's the host of the Hunger Games in the newer movies, is the son of Luci- uh, Lu- Lucretius. What was his name? He went by Lucky Flickerman. Yeah, sound like that. Uh, but I think it was like Lucretius or so Lucretius. So when there, that scene where he goes, uh, two in a high chair? Yeah. He's talking he about, is talking about huh. Caesar Flickerman. Huh. Uh, and so everybody was like on TikTok is like <laughs> confirmed Caesar Flickerman's an Epo baby, you know. <laughs> he just inherited the family uh job of yep. hosting the the, the Hunger Games. Games. Uh and what great like casting of both roles that like they look very similar. Very. And I can't think of this gentleman's name. Hold on, let me I've got IMDb pulled up here. Because uh, I know him. Jason Schwartzman. Uh, they did a good job of like, yeah, he, he would yep. look like, which is funny because he's younger than Stanley Tucci, but that didn't matter because it's in the mm, past, yeah, you know. time, yeah. But yeah, so he does a good job of looking like he could be the father of Stanley Tucci's uh, Caesar <laughs> Flickerman um, and the behavior. He had some really good, like, funny lines of like that strange morbid contrast. You're right. Of, especially because this is the first time they've like, made it a I'm the first hand I'm the first host of the Hunger Games mm-hmm. where before this it was literally just like Coliseum style we put these kids in an arena say go and then they grab swords and kill each other in the middle of the room and then it's over yeah and whereas this year it's like okay first of all there was a bombing uh by rebels yes. that like changed the layout of the arena significantly yeah because I mean it really was just like a Coliseum and they would be over in like 20 minutes, but since this happened, it was able to prolong it yeah. by like what, uh, two it, days? It turned into a two-day event, yeah. Where like it opened up service tunnels beneath the arena, and so they were able to like run and get lost down there and hide. And it blew open walls so that you could go up into the stands and mm-hmm. hide and things like that. So it did change the face of it. And again, that's another interesting thing to see is like the contrast between what it is 64 years later where they're building whole like – terrain you right. know like building this is a forest mm-hmm. uh with rivers and lakes and shit uh and then you know or like in catching fire the whole damn arena yeah, is just, a clock and it just moves yeah uh and you know and then this is literally just like a, a sporting arena that they've repurposed <laughs> just a football field it literally i mean it's like a basketball court or like a super dome mm-hmm. yeah, where like when you walk in yeah, and you move through the turnstile and it goes enjoy the show yeah enjoy the show uh, and it's, that was kind of a nice touch of like, 
Oh, God. Like, how, like... Fucked up. Yeah, they don't even care enough to make a proper... Yeah. Well, and that's a good example of, like, it is only 10 years since the war ended. Yeah. And so, like, they just went, well, we've got this sports arena. Let's just use, use that. Uh, where the idea was very much like, a, well, the war is over. Let's kill some kids every year. And get away with it. Yeah. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk about was the opening. We You missed the very beginning. Yes. Uh, but I did tell you what, what happens. You get to see Snow, Coriolanus, and his uh, his cousin? Yes. Tigress. As young children, um, he would have been like, what, I guess five. And so she would have been like, I don't know, maybe ten or so. And they're running through like a war-torn, bombed-out capital. And it says it's like three years before the first Hunger Games. Uh, they called it like the Dark Days. Yeah. And uh, they're running across like a courtyard because it does have like a almost like a Soviet red square kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're running across trying to find some food out of a trash can or whatever. And there's just like a dead body with like rats and shit on it. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> don't look at that. Better, better walk away. Yeah. And they fight off like a rabid dog with a tra- you know, shake him, a trash can at him. He runs off. And as they're trying to get back across the street, some dude comes running out. So they hide behind a sign or whatever. And he just fucking has a cleaver and grabs that dead body with the rats on its leg and like whoosh, goes to hack off the leg. You know, little young Corio is like, why is he doing that? You know, and she's like, he's starving. You know, and it's, it's like, oh, my God, they resorted to cannibalism, cannibalism, which is real shit. Like that happened in a yeah. lot of your war torn yeah. besieged cities. Um, very famously, uh, Leningrad in World War Two. They were eating people. Um, I need a person now. Call that lunch, you know. I ain't even got to be surviving. Somebody say deli sandwiches. You know, we call that long pig. The other, other white meat. <laughs> the other, other white meat. Yeah. But, uh, but no, so I just thought stuff like that was interesting of like seeing the war. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But also, I've seen a lot of people online talking about how they would really like to see some of the previous Hunger Games where like, Hamish, who's their mentor mm-hmm. from 12, the game that he won was the 50th uh, annual Hunger Games, which is one of the quarter quells. Where, yeah. like, there's something different about it. And his was that they took four people from every uh, district. So he and 48 other, or I guess 47 other people were in the arena, and he survived. And That's so a lot like, of people. That's a hard man. You yeah. Know? And so it's like, I would like to see Hamish's story, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there is potential in the world to go, first of all, this world is interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it does allow itself some flexibility to go, we could tell a Hunger Games story without Katniss. Yeah. And it'd still be compelling because the whole concept is compelling. Right. Um, and I would like to see something like that. You know, variant games of yeah. through past. And that's the thing, too, is they can make as many as they want or, like, yeah. you know, completely different. Rules, regulations, yeah. you know, stuff like that, just because kind of what you were saying, which I like and I agree with a whole bunch of, like, is uh, the concept of the Hunger Games. is very interesting. It's is what is most interesting, not Katniss. And especially the contrast of, like, seeing the capital enjoy the games. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, like, I saw, there's a, a gentleman, I cannot think of his name for the life of me, um, but I, I follow him on TikTok, but he does a lot of, like, Interviews with uh, Dom baby, Dom baby, <laughs> just staring at the cracker sleeve. <sighs> Saltine's got me stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, 
no, I can't think of his name, but he does a lot of interviews for like press on films and TV. Mm-hmm. And he's a major cinephile. I mean, he genuinely enjoys film mm-hmm. and he collects ticket stubs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And he has kind of made a name for himself on TikTok by like asking genuinely good questions, you know, and not like softball pop questions. Right. You know, but like what do you think this movie means to you as actors? He was talking about Tom Blythe and um, Rachel Ziegler, who played um, Corio and uh, Lucy. And he's like, you know, he compared the movie to, at least thematically and just in the way it made him feel, to Nope, where, like, Nope was about spectacle and, like, the horrible things that we just can't help but be interested in and watching, you know? Um, and this has definitely got that level of like holding a mirror up to us and going, would we, how, how many years would the hunger games have to go before you look forward to the next one? Right. You know, we're like, ah, yeah, you're watching kids kill them, kill each other. But at a certain point, culturally, that just becomes normal. I mean, we do it every year, you know, you figure we honestly, and not to make it tie back to everything, but Dan Carlin, who does Hardcore History, did a whole episode called Painfotainment. And it was about the idea that for most of like recorded human history, we killed people for, for fun. fun. Public And like entertainment. Yeah. The Coliseums. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to fucking go on Sunday and like that was our sporting event was like, we're going to watch 30 of the, you know, Imperatorial Guard fight uh like three lions you know <laughs> let's go tigers <laughs> yeah and it's like what a strange thing and it's like we're the exception mm-hmm. you know and then there's that weird implication of like or are we you know how how weird are we if you know you do a pay-per-view we're I'm, gonna fucking put on pay-per-view you know i can't think of a famous killer here lately but you know they're gonna be executed publicly and what's going to be on pay-per-view in Vegas. You could be there live. You know, how many years in a row, again, do you do that before you look? I can't wait to see that. Yeah. You know? We see people get beheaded and stuff like that online all the time. And you watch it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Two girls, one cup, been there. <laughs> there is, like, this strange fascination that we have. And th- it was interesting to see both Tom Blythe and Rachel Ziegler give genuinely thoughtful answers. Mm-hmm. Um, which again is why I like this guy's questions because it does force them to, you know, if they answer with a softball answer, they look dumb or uninterested. Right. You know what I mean? And they always seem appreciative of like that's a good question. Thank you. You know, that's thoughtful and it's yeah. better than like, how do you feel about the movie? I could ask anybody that question. Right? right. I'm asking you as actors, what does it mean to you? Does it make you look at yourself and what do you think about spectacle and things like that? And she gave a really thoughtful answer of like. Maybe a part of it is, like, empathy in so far as, like, especially us watching the Hunger Games. You know, us watch the Capitol watch the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. We like to make ourselves feel better by going, what monsters they are. Right. Right. But then it's that other thing of, like, but are we any different? Right. And there is that strange implication. I think that is why the concept of the Hunger Games is so, like, intriguing to all ages. Mm Mm-hmm. Is because there is something like intrinsically animal in us that yeah. that is appealing. I think we do enjoy like watching blood sport. Yeah, I mean the you know football the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a contact sport. 
box UFC MMA fighting yeah, yeah. like that's just a, we enjoy fighting you know we enjoy competition inherently and I think most competition goes back to that animal reward of like someone has to be a victor mm-hmm. you know war <laughs> you know we've always victorious you know you've got the anthropologist watching eight troops of apes wage war over resources mm. and it's like ah, yeah it's just something inside of us that that's we enjoy violence and uh you know it's that whole civilized thing and that's i think the part that makes the hunger games interesting as well as seeing this like high falutin society who's, yeah. who's mm, yeah, yeah. oh they're starving in the capital how crass yeah, you know or they're you know they're starving in the districts and like making light of the poor and things mm-hmm. like that and also that helps too is that we all can relate to like class struggle you know what i mean right and yeah, and then there is that strange thing of like, but then making you relate in some very unappealing way to the people who are like the classists. Yeah. We're like, yeah, but if you got a bunch of poor people and put them in arena and made them fight to the death, we might watch it. That'd be pretty good. I can't say it wouldn't be successful. No, I'd watch it. I'd and, be there. Uh, and yeah, so I do. I think, yeah, the story on this was good, but it wasn't necessarily the strongest point. No. I think it is the world. Yeah. Which is some of the parts that I felt were rushed. Yeah. Was like the, the stuff outside. Especially with uh, jumping around a little bit in Act 3, like learning about peacekeepers and stuff yeah, like that. that and was like interesting. Kind of the, ins- the ins and outs of them. Uh-huh. I thought it was very interesting and just learning more about like the yeah, politics. Yeah, him basically be a soldier. Mm-hmm. That was something that I did enjoy about the main story was seeing Snow kind of... It's a, it's a very crude um, comparison. It's not a very direct... But, like, a Game of Thrones-esque, like, intrigue of, like, especially towards the end, you, like, this guy is a piece of shit. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that, I think, last week, where you were like, I don't know if I want to see a prequel about Snow, because, like, he's a bad guy, and yeah. I don't want to see them make him the good guy. And they really didn't. Um, they made him the main character, but they didn't make him. Yeah. They tried to in the beginning. And I think and he it, also was, you know what I mean? And then it was like a, oh. Mm. Yeah, which, again, made me... That's one of the reasons why I want to read the book is because it sounds like maybe that's less of a handbrake turn if you can hear his inner monologue. Right, right. Where, like, yes, he's doing these quote-unquote nice things, but but he's got ulterior motives, which right. is the success of himself as a career man and also, yeah, my family, you know. And it's that thing of, like, I would do anything for me and mine. I did like the, like, ooh, snap, you know. Of his cousin at the end, where like he, the first time he kills somebody, he comes back and he tells his cousin like, "I fucking killed a kid," and she's like, "Oh my god, that must have been terrible." And he's like, "It was," and it felt powerful. And she's kind of like, "Holy fuck," you know? And she's, she's like, like You're not. "She's like, dude, you don't have to be your dad to be successful." She's like, "Cause like you, you know, whatever you say about your dad, the only thing I remember about him is like the hate in his eyes." And she's like, "You don't have to be him," you know. And then at the very end, when he's made it back and he's got the money and he's basically he's come out on top, it worked mm-hmm. for him. And he's all dapper and rich. And he's like, you know, how, what do you think, Tigers? How do I look? And she goes, you look exactly like your father. And it's like, a ooh, snap, <laughs> you know, because yep. it is that, you know, it sounds like a compliment from but the outside, but it's not. She already told him what she thought of his father. And uh, yeah, because, yeah, he uh, by the end is like uh, he's nuts. He's yeah, a sociopath. He's bonkers. Yeah. He's gone unga bunga. Yeah, he's fully he's gone native. <laughs> yeah, but he he is a monster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like just for fun poisoning people yeah. and kind of gets away with it because the 
Viola Davis is really good in this movie of playing mm-hmm. an absolute psycho. The doctor? Yeah. Who's in charge of like the war ministry mm-hmm. and is in charge of the Hunger Games, designing the... Um, designing the game. Yeah. And um, her and Snow kind of end up getting along pretty well because Snow has really good ideas as far as she's concerned for how to make the game successful. And, yeah, and more fun. And he really understands them, uh, which you know, she appreciates. Um, and yeah, so because she's like the head of the war ministry and is really close with like the president and things like that, he's basically got free reign to just do whatever, do whatever, and which is scary because he is a sociopath. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I can see how he makes it to the top job in that country or in that, you know, system because mm-hmm. yeah, he is cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> like telling his friend to his face, like we're brothers. I'm here. You can trust me after he's already sold him out, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, Oh my God, he's a villain. <laughs> You know, you're an animal, and he is a villain. And it's like it was kind of satisfying in a way to be like, this guy is not a good guy, and we're mm-hmm. just watching his story, and uh, it in a much less impactful way. It's like that Breaking Bad thing of like, oh man, I've been rooting for this guy this whole time, and now he's just a real piece of shit. You know, <laughs> like Walter's fucking poisoning, poisoning the kid, and you're like, oh. Oh, come on, Walt. Come on, Walt. I've been defending you, but that's that's a, that's a stretch, my man. It's hard to defend, man. Yeah. You know? I like that. There's people that are like, I, I tapped out as soon as he let Jane die. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's tough. But now nah, I was in. You know, when he, when he let Jane die, I was in. I was strapping up. Yeah, I was like, you got to, man. She's not good for Jesse, you know? When we find out that he did poison uh, Brock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Oh my god, dude! He's a monster. He had what six people killed in a minute? Uh, more eight, than that. Eight. More than that, almost twelve. Yeah, one of them in, burned in, alive. In what three different prisons? Mm-hmm. One of them fucking burnt alive. Uh, horrifying. Yeah, they just spray the chemical into his yeah. cell and mm-hmm. light, light a newspaper and throw it in. I like that we just got onto Breaking Bad. Naturally, but no. Anyways, um, you know. I genuinely think, like, go see this, because I want this to be successful, so that they feel free to tell other stories in the yeah. Hunger Games world. Yeah. Um, yeah, go see it. Because, like, this wasn't, this, I enjoyed this. It wasn't bad to extent of, like, don't go see this. Right. I think you'll enjoy your time if sure. you go see it. And, again, it I think it would reignite some interest in this concept. This is society. society. <laughs> I've been on the fucking, like, the Wayback Machine, and I've been fucking giggling about Say Pika. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody well, bats an eye. But you say Bocock. Everyone loses their mind. I saw this fucking one meme and it was like, no, Harry. The McRib. <laughs> yeah. It's just the whole scenes of fucking the first Spider Man movie. And McRib being discontinued in 1985 after its initial release in 1972 is devastating for yeah. the, the Oscorp yeah. or the Osborne family. family. Yeah. <laughs> you were bu- your birthday is the day that the McRib was re released. <laughs> it's just what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about, my man? I saw this other one. I was like, "Hey, Pete, you said you're looking for a job, right? Dad, you think you'd be able to help him get him in?" And he goes, oh, what do you say, Pete? You, you know, what are you into?" And he's like, "I was thinking more photography." Yeah. And just cuts to them like William Defoe. Uh, what is it when he's like talking about his outfit on the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Pete and he goes, "Amazing." Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. I'll post on the socials. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, go see this one. It's not bad at all. Um, 
pretty interesting uh, world building, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't talk about the movie itself, but I think we talked about the parts that were the most interesting to yeah. us. Um, I did like Lucy Gray yeah. a lot. Um, I feel like uh, whoever her partner was, like, was super irrelevant. Oh, uh, uh, Jessup. Yeah, Jessup. Yeah. But so w- that makes me district. think: w- at what point did they say you and the person, like your the person, the other person from your tribe, can make it? Just district. district. Well, so the seventy fourth Hunger Games is the first time. Oh. Because Katniss was like, "Well, we'll just both kill ourselves," and so they're like, "Well, shit, we can't not have a victor." Yeah. And like she played, her and Peta played the game, mm-hmm. and like got the capital so on their side that. If they let them both die, that's worse than letting them both live. Yeah. Which is part of what makes Snow so fucking mad at her is that, like, she kind of beat him. Yeah. At his own game. Hmm. It's like it wasn't even a rule. They were like, well, for the first time ever, you know, because <laughs> they're getting ready to pop them. That's when they come on. They're like, wait, 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 wait. For the first time ever, two victors in the Hunger Games. And it's like, oh, shit. Man. Oh, piss. And I think Snow even says something to her when he's, like, congratulating her and stuff. Basically, being like... Yeah, I was pretty slick in the fucking games, but you know, I, I, I always win. Don't 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 worry. You know, fucking meathead. There's two fucking things in this movie that like are super dichotomy for me. I hate the line that fucking Peter Dinklage has, where he's like, "That's the sound of snow falling." falling. Like snow doesn't fucking make a sound when it falls. It's not rain. No. That's a stupid line. Yeah. I do like the idea of a family motto being something like snow always lands on top. Yeah. Because that's that makes sense. Yep, it does. When it snows, snows, it covers everything. It It's always on top, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep. I like that. Didn't like. I like. It was in the trailers and it made me go. <coughs> and in the movie, it made me go. Oh, God, Jesus. And like poor Peter Dinklage just being made to say dumb shit like that. Yeah. He's a they really threw away his character in this, I felt. Yeah, I think it was a waste of him as an actor. Um, I did like the idea of, like, he's the guy that kind of got stuck being the the credit for the Hunger Games. Yeah. And he doesn't like, he wants them to be over. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's it's driven him to, like, basically being a pain addict. Just a, a drunk. Pa- uh, yeah, well, uh, he's a druggie. He's a pain pill addict. Oh. That's morphine that he's drinking. Oh. <laughs> he's, you know, just sucking down morphine, of all things. <laughs> Like fucking candy to get him through. Jesus. And <laughs> fucking Lucius, or what is it, Lucky Flickerman? Mm-hmm. He had some fucking killer one liners. <laughs> like frequently. See what happens when you do something? Yeah, that's what happens when you do stuff. When they bring in the snakes, oh my God, we didn't even talk about how excessively cruel the games were. Oh, yeah. Fucking one of the, the uh, tributes is an amputee, presumably from the war. Mm-hmm. One of them. Is actively dying of like tuberculosis. TB, and then one of them is that like she's first of all looks like she's probably the lowest age you can be was what twelve, mm-hmm. and she has fucking Down syndrome. Yep, and it's like how absolutely cruel. Yeah, to be like nobody gets a pass, <laughs> you know, and just fucking pack the stadium. You're up. Yeah, just pack the stadium with people who are not combatants. They're, like, like there's no way that they're gonna win. Yeah, against people who very obviously are ready for this. Yeah. Um, which I did like the idea that you've already got that formation of like some of the districts are much better equipped for this than others. Yeah. Like what was it? District two, district two and district four. Mm-hmm. Um, the what's Coral was the, the, the person who was like leading the pack yeah. with the pitchfork. They were fucked up. 
They were hardcore. Their dying words were really fucking depressing, though. Uh, I can't, yeah, don't let, don't d- let. Don't, I can't have, yeah, please, this isn't fair. I can't have killed them all for nothing. And then she died. Yep, and you're like, oh my God. That was for nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that kid was prepared to live with themselves if at least they got to live. You yeah. know, it's that thing of like, I'm just going to go in here it's cold. For survival. And, yeah. And then to have killed all those kids and it just, you still end up dead. And Lucy killed like two people passively. Yeah. You know, it's like, boo. <laughs> But fucking speaking about luck, they drop in the the fucking like cylinder of snakes. Yeah, and 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 he goes, "I wonder if it's candy." Yeah, he goes, "Wouldn't it be fun if it was candy?" And then Wovey, so fucking sad, is running up and is like, "Guys, is it it over? Please, Please, I I want to go home." home." And you're like, "Oh no!" And everybody, even like all the combatants, are like, "Wovey, baby, like come back! No, 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 get away from it!" And the fucking thing breaks open, and snakes just. Wash over her. She's done, gone immediately. Yeah. Like, as soon as it breaks, you hear the cannon. Yeah. And she kind of, like, does it, just lets out a yelp as they just wash <laughs> over her like a wave. And fucking, as awful as it is, Lucky Flickerman goes, It's not candy. Wolfie goes down. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God. He is. He, they just don't care. They don't even look at him as humans. No. Uh, yeah. I was like, and it's that thing where it's like, it's awful, but it's funny. Because yeah. just how how awful? Yeah, it's not candy. Wolfie goes down. Yeah, it's not candy. Wolfie goes down. Like Jesus, my God. But yeah, him calling that one girl TB with legs. <laughs> He's doing the fucking weather in the middle of the games, and that poor girl has to like slash the other kid's neck to just mercy kill him. As he's just doing the weather report, he gets interrupted by it, kind of watches, and he's like, was it mercy or murder? Who knows? But that's what happens when you do stuff, folks. Like, what the fuck what is the he fuck talking about? What the fuck are you about? going on about, man? Yeah. Yeah. He was probably the, bright, the biggest bright spot in the movie. Big comedic relief. He stood out. Um, but yeah. That's all I got, man. Yep. What uh, what you been thinking about, my guy? My guy, I meant to say. Lethal Company. Yeah, hard. I mean, I like both that and honestly, Civ. We've been... Yeah. We've been we retried on Civ a, uh, Civ a couple times. Because you keep getting ganged up on. Hard, early. like real early in the game, like yeah. and excessively to the point where yeah, I'm like, there's like nothing I can progress. do. Yeah. yeah. So this one, I feel like we got a good yeah. reach reach around on it. <laughs> we got up behind it and got a hold of something. But then we also been playing uh, Lethal Company, and that's uh, it's about like us being scrappers uh-huh. at working for this company for, to quote, the company yeah the company and we're just trying to get in there and pick shit up to Out sell of, like, it like abandoned moon bases except they're not entirely abandoned Mm-mm. we got monsters and aliens in them and stuff and big slime globs that'll yep. eat you yep it's spooky in like the i'm very defenseless yeah and a lot of these monsters are like Little far tra- more capable than me yeah and it's got that thing of like I don't know what I'm going into because it is procedurally generated, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like and it'll get pitch black at times. Yeah, like you can't like we when blew, it's dark, it's dark. We walked into a a doorless barn. Yeah, just an open barn, and got like we couldn't. We got turned around on yeah. it because it was pitch black out, and we're both like, "Where are you, my man?" Yeah, and we just like you're not even sure t- what turning around looks like. Yeah, so that fucking sucked. The uh, the in game like voice communications is really cool. So it does the um, 
do you call that? Where it's local, basically. Uh, proximity proximity chat. chat. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the monsters can hear you, first of all. They can. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. But it does a very good job in the design of, like, if we're outside and it's, like, really hazy and, like, sandstormy, you're, it's much harder to hear each other. Yeah. You know? Over the wind. Walking down an alley, you can hear the echo. You hear the echo between the buildings, and then when you get inside, it sounds like you're inside a building. Um, and to hear, like, basically to be like, you can hear in the distance. And then as yeah. you get closer, Colin, 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 I'm right here, buddy, I'm right here. <laughs> but, like, our very first, because we played last night for the first time for mm-hmm. about an hour or so. <laughs> Go into our first building. And like immediately, just I, I heard like a, <laughs> what the fuck was that? And I like look across a big gap, you know, we're on like one metal pathway. There's just a dead drop between us and the further pathway. And on that further pathway, there's just a monster standing there. I was like, oh, Chris, look. And it just leapt the gap and landed on me, did pretty major damage to me. And I bailed hard, but I screamed like a lady. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, ah! And I got out of there and I was like, oh. oh. You know, it's like critical injuries. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you come back oh. in and just find my dead body. Literally, I, like, opened the door, and I was like, Chris? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Chris. I'm, like, listening for the monster to come so I can, like, run back out. And I'm, like, thinking maybe you ran in away from it, you know? It's like, I got to, like, find him. He's lost in here. I got to yeah. go find him. Take, like, two steps, and your body's just dead. Where he made it maybe two paces and went down. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh. So I just picked your body up and was like, I'm going to take care of you. <laughs> I just got you out of there, but I was like, oh, my God. Just immediately you died, and I almost joined you. What are you going to do? And then, like, we went to turn in our scrap, <laughs> and we had nothing to turn in because we died and lost everything. <laughs> everything. The day before our shit was you know, due. And I'm like, fuck. Fuck. So we went up and just didn't have anything to turn in. And it's they, just like a little service window. They killed you. Yeah, there was just a little service window, and I was like, ding. There's a bell there, like a bellhop, you mm-hmm. know. Ding, 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 ding. And I just kept dinging it. And then just a giant, like, octopus arm swept out and grabbed me and yanked me in. Yep. And uh, you, you I yelped. I just left. You were like, oh, my God. <laughs> All right, well. Swing so around. <laughs> All right. Say around. But, yeah, you're right. Then once the that day was over and our quota was missed, they just fucking shot us out into space. They just opened the fucking airlock on <laughs> us. They're like, hey, you fucking suck as employees. Get you're, out of here. You're fired. Yeah, you're trash. I'm like, oh, bet. You're trash, bro. Um, but no, I, I, I do like it. Um, and I like that you can basically save your progress yes. as like a multiplayer crew. Um, it does let you play with up to four people, and I think it would be easier probably Sublime. with more people. Because <laughs> like, we were watching somebody while we were eating dinner trying to like get an idea of how to play the game better. Yeah. Like, you can have somebody stay in the ship and like watch cameras for you, or, like watch the bad. radar because they could guide you out and say, "No, no, no, turn back, go left, turn right." There's a monster coming down the hallway. You got to yeah. get out of there. You know, things run. like that. And um, yeah, that would have been much more beneficial than what we were doing because we were just kind of wandering and sticking blindly we were without on each other like fucking glue. Because yeah. <laughs> no, you're not separating from me. Stay here. No, what are you doing? Yeah. And as soon as we get separated, you'd be like, "Where are you? Where, where are you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Chris, Chris." Yeah. We gotta be on that shit together, bro. Yeah, it's like when we were playing fucking uh, labyrinth, labyrinthine, and I'm like, "Are you with me?" And you're like, "Oh, I'm in I'm you. I'm in you right now, man." Yeah. <laughs> I just turn around and you are. I can see the fucking eyeballs <laughs> of your model just floating. 
<sighs> but uh, what you been thinking about? Insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, my man. I'm sleepy. <laughs> I see a sleepy. <laughs> Everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a great review. Uh, five stars, you know, like it and all that good stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell everybody, spread the word. The uh, good word. The good word. If, uh, you know, if you're not already, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing on your audio streaming service of choice. That we get notified when we post our new episodes yes. weekly on Wednesdays. Every Pre- Wednesday. We haven't missed an episode yet. Nope. I think we were we posted on a Thursday that was announced ahead of time. Yep. Because of Barbenheimer. That behemoth. Which didn't even end up being our longest episode. Mm-mm. But, uh, you know, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> no. Fuck them. Fuck uh, Yeah. So we post. We try to shoot for every Wednesday before 8 a.m. Sometimes it's a little later, but uh, we always get it out. Yeah. Uh, if people wanted to get in touch with us, tell us what they thought of the Hunger Games, what their you know, if they've read the book, how how different was it from the book? I didn't mm-hmm. really uh, get much vibe on that from what I've been seeing online, so that'd be interesting to hear. Yeah, you can always definitely uh, let us know. Reach out to us on our socials, our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is Simply One Podcast. Our Twitter handle is Womb underscore Simply, or you can always uh, shoot us an email at Simply One Mailbag at Gmail dot com. That's right. Next week, maybe go see Napoleon. I would like to see Napoleon. I really want to see Napoleon. But I'm not hearing great things. I don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to go see it regardless, yeah. but yeah, not hearing great things. And it is strange. Apparently, Ridley Scott's been very like, people have been like, uh, you know, that's not very historically accurate at all. Oh. And he's like, shut the fuck up, you fucking nerd. And it's like, well, I mean, it's being kind of advertised as a biopic. Yeah. And so for it to be like, a Not a biopic. A pretty far departure from what actually <laughs> happened is kind of a pretty big disservice. Stop. You know what I mean? And you know, like it looked so fucking good. Does, and I'm not saying it's bad, but if it's going to be that historically inaccurate, that's kind of a shame. Chump, chumpy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know what, really, Scott, you haven't made a very good movie in a long time. Why don't you just go ahead and leave? Yeah. Do us all a favor and retire because you're like 90. Yeah. And. uh you haven't made a good movie since fucking Gladiator, really. Which was in, like, 99. Yep. Tough. But, yeah, I think we'll go see uh, yeah, Napoleon, maybe. Yeah. If you ever fucking finish Loki, we can talk about Loki. Maybe. Uh, you also need to play Spider-Man, too. I do. But, you know, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get there. Yep. Because, uh, you know, at this rate... We can do it like God of War. You just finish Spider-Man. We'll just talk about it on Christmas as our Christmas episode. Actually, we may end up talking about Aquaman as our Christmas episode because I'm pretty sure it comes out like December 22nd. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, you stinking animals. All right. All right. That's everything I got for you, Chris. Uh, That's another episode. Tell everybody bye. Bye.